Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. This is Lauren. We are Parenting by the Pint, and I am here with Kara. Hey, how's it going, Lauren? You know, it's been a long day. Yeah, I feel that, man. Right? I feel that. It's yeah. been a long six months, isn't it? Fair, I mean, fair. Yeah, right? today's today was uh, today was particularly long. I feel like I was looking forward to cracking open a couple of beers. Got to be honest. Yeah, so. I get you. You know, I when we get together, sometimes I want to have a beer at dinner, mm-hmm. and I occasionally do. I'm not. Going yeah, no, to no, lie. me too. I can't lie about that. But <laughs> I sometimes don't because I'm like, no, no, no. I'm gonna drink like four beers later (laughs) and it's not like we always finish every beer that we open sometimes we do and sometimes we don't this is true sometimes we finish things off in between recording episodes and things like that or afterward we hang out a bit Mm -hmm. but uh but we're gonna have some beers (laughs) yeah yeah so i try to go easy during the day but today i was off Ah. so i'm far more likely to drink on Ah. a day where i'm off and my kids are like swimming in the pool and Mm. i'm just like sitting there yeah Wondering what normal people do when they're watching their children you swim know, in the pool. You know, we should have a poll. All right, mark this down. Instagram, Facebook, we need to poll of what your favorite poolside beer is. Oh, I love that. Right? Totally. All right. Poolside beer. Okay. All right. Anyways. Log that So away. tonight, however, we're going to talk about founders. So we're going to start with their all-day IPA. This is me making the sound of opening the can. <laughs> I already opened it. It's a long story. That there will eventually be a video about it. Yes. But I opened it earlier. But for now, all day IPA. <laughs> so let's start drinking all so day IPA. So we're going to start there. So this is one of their flagship, um, yeah, just session. It says session ale. I'm sure it's not a super high ABV. I actually have no idea what it is. I think it it's is. on the other side of the can. Which is slightly. 4.7. Yeah. Anything under a 5, I think, is pretty much considered we can we can drink multiple of these in a session i like that they sell this beer in a 15 pack i know you Mm -hmm. bought just a can of it for us to enjoy tonight and we have to be careful because we always buy too much beer so you can't buy like 15 of the same beer that's insane like especially when we drink multiple different beers from many different breweries on a regular basis but if this is one of your favorites and you just wanted this is actually a perfect like, I was pulling weeds all freaking day this weekend. And I feel Ugh. like this is a perfectly acceptable after pulling weeds sitting outside beer. Absolutely. Right? Like, you made that poolside. And I think I'd probably go a different direction with a poolside beer and drink, like, maybe a milkshake or, like, yes. a Berlin or something like that. would be different like than, like, you know, what are they? they there's a name referring to something. A lawnmower beer. Yeah. Fair. This, I feel like, would be one of those. Yeah, totally. This, This, like, ice cold, crack it open. You could even drink it right out of the can while you're standing next to your running mower. Like, just that. Or just riding it around my backyard. Yeah. If I I mowed, I can't. I'm full disclosure, I don't mow my grass. This is my husband's job. Everybody's (laughs) got their roles. I had that conversation with my husband today about. what were we talking about? There was some sort of like role situation. Uh, oh, one of the faucets in our bathroom is like really seized up. It like doesn't oh, turn yeah, yeah. well and it's really hard to turn. Mm-hmm. And he hurt his hand at work. So he went to turn uh, it on and he and like kind of yeah, tensed up. Gotcha. 
And he looks over at me and he goes, when are you going to fix that? (laughs) And I go, I was just thinking the The same same thing thing about you. And he was just like, why would that sounds like a care job. And I was like, no, actually, being that you worked for a plumber (laughs) previously, I would think that plumbing related house maintenance would fall under your category. My husband is that's one. That's one thing he cannot (laughs) do 100 percent. And he will admit to this is plumbing. Yeah, we are so off topic here, guys. But anyway, whatever, man. <laughs> all right, all day IPA drink. Yeah, more beer. how do you feel about right. this beer line? I like it. I haven't had it in quite a long time, actually. But literally, when I picked it up, I was like, "This would have been good with my weed pulling." I literally pulled weeds for like five hours. Oh, I have a sunburn on the top of like my shorts because I was bent over so oh, much, so man. my tank top like rode up a little bit. Literally bright red because oh. i was pulling weeds for like well, five and, hours and nobody put sunscreen on <laughs> right, that spot. right i didn't like, even think sure, about you it you can put it on your shoulders and the back of your neck mm-hmm. or in whatever or the you know your chest or yeah, something who like puts that it there i literally didn't even that is ridiculous think about it was it one of those situations where it was like oh my back feels weird yes. later and yes. then you went and observed i went and looked in the mirror and my husband was at work and i took a picture and was like so this is what happens when i do manual labor outside and this is why i don't like to do it well that is absolutely <laughs> and I also, reasonable right yeah i thought so all <laughs> right we're drinking founders so <laughs> i was going to say you yes. said it's been a while since you've had it, all day ipa is, yeah. all day ipa is actually kind of a mainstay in my fridge it's pretty regularly in there because I have family members who don't really have a diverse beer palette. This is a totally, this is something that someone who isn't into craft beer. And like, I have a lot of family that isn't into craft beer. And I have a fridge full of craft beer. But I feel like this is a very drinkable Family craft friendly beer. craft beer is yes. what I would put this. If like we were going to yeah. create a category from what we've been yeah. drinking, I would put all day IPA in that category of kind of like a, this is a good transition beer for family members that maybe like North American domestic mm-hmm. beers and stuff like even German beers and sure. they want to try something. Yeah. This is a little bit more, fla- it's more flavorful than just a typical like, you know, mass produced lager or something, but not super hoppy like some of the other beers that people don't like that bitterness. Yeah. This is like a very good it's got middle got a little ground. bit of that, but it's little, not but it's over not, the top. It's not overwhelming. And yeah. it doesn't have any of these unique flavors that you and I are so obsessed mm-hmm. with that our family <laughs> is not ready for. Yeah, definitely not ready <laughs> for. But no, this is a refreshing, crisp, clean beer to me. So yeah. I like it. Yeah. Oh, nice. A nice start. I'm glad that I didn't explode the can earlier. I'm also glad that it didn't get all over everywhere. That'll be in the we... video. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Should have videoed right. my. Yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll video thing. next time. All right, founders. So, history a little bit about them. They've been around for a bit. So they started in Grand Rapids in 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a few rough years around 99, 2000. They were actually on the verge of bankruptcy. And then they adopted this kind of new attitude of flavorful beers and brewing what they want. And this brewed for us, which is on the all day IPA um, kind of slogan mindset kind of started. They started, you know, kind of pushing the, the boundaries of what beers were like the flavor palettes they were at the time and they they really turned things around um so that was around the early 2000s uh kbs which is the other one we'll be drinking tonight actually uh debuted on draft in 2002 um all day ipa actually wasn't created until 2009 
Um, and they went from, I think, like around 18 employees back in like 2006 to over 300 employees right now. So they've grown a ton. They've undergone multiple multi-million dollar expansions in the location that they're at now, which they've been in since 2007. Um, 2016, they built a 190,000 square foot barrel house. Wow. Yeah. So from 2002, when they debuted KBS on drafts through the next decade, they really got into barrel aging beers, um, which was really at the beginning as we talked about like Goose Island started, you know, around then. And that really was the beginning of kind of barrel aging. So they were in on the early early days of that it's interesting when we stumble upon another brewery that Mm -hmm. started to experiment with barrel aging uh, early on in their Mm -hmm. and their lifespan but also in kind of the lifespan of that and the history of that right yeah that wasn't a thing until you know 2000s you know or early to mid 2000s yeah so it really wasn't anything um you know founders has uh they're currently the biggest the largest brewer in michigan i believe you know they've had multiple different world cup beer medals and great american beer fest medals um they distribute in about 25 different states and have about 340,000 barrels a year that they produce so they're large um you know compared to some of the other uh breweries that we we talk about um they actually were purchased I think the deal closed early this year, but they announced it back in 2018. They, the majority stake in their company, so 90% owned by Spain's best beer company. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's so, something I've literally never heard right? of before this yeah. day. So Spain's best beer company, their Mahu San Miguel, um, own like 50 different, I think, different breweries around the world um large amount in um spain they started in madrid in 1890 they're an old company and they uh they also own a majority stake in avery brewing they're out of colorado Uh um they own a big stake in that and a bunch of other small stakes in a variety of different um breweries around the world so i thought that was super interesting what an Um, yeah I wonder what attracted them to founders. I don't in know. Particular. Yeah, they they actually started business with them back in 2015. So they bought a minority stake in founders back in 2015. Okay. And then they, you know, landed a deal for the majority stake in 2018 or 2019 and closed sometime around then. Um, and essentially what they did was they bought out all of the small stakeholders, like family members and friends that had originally, like, you know, tr- got founders up and running um i don't know what the terms of the deal were or anything like that but yeah so now a spanish beer company owns the majority of the largest brewery in michigan huh. <laughs> random what random a, facts uh, what an intriguing story <laughs> that's really interesting yeah i thought it was kind of interesting huh. um you might have seen i'm sure everybody's gonna be like founders people have their opinions of them they've been in the news they were in the news last year um, I'm just going to state the facts and not render an opinion, but there was a deposition leaked about a racial discrimination lawsuit out of Detroit. It was settled out of court. The Detroit GM was terminated. People have their own opinions on what happened. I wasn't there. I wasn't involved. I can only state what I've read. Um, so, you know, some people are hold it against founders. Some people, 
you know, say they're a big company of over 300 employees, their owners, especially if they live in Madrid, have no idea what's going on at each of the different locations. They can only do what they're aware of. So it is what it is, but we're still drinking founders. And if you like them, give them a shot. If you don't or have never heard of them, give them a shot. And if you have an opinion, keep it to yourself. Well, (laughs) and and I think this... The only thing I'll say on the matter is that this is America, man. Yeah. If you don't want to drink from a brewery you because you 8, have a personal opinion. have a thousand other craft beer options. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the beauty of that is that you're welcome to take your business elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And, sure. uh, you know, I think that's one of my favorite things about drinking beer is that you come across a brewery who makes a beer you don't like or who does or says something that you don't like. Uh, you can just move on from them. Yep, for sure. Yep, so. I agree. So anyways, a little bit of history, a little bit of current events, a little bit of random facts, and uh, some IPAs. And then we're going to talk about... What are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about friends. Ah, yes, friends. So, yeah. So I was trying to decide, you know, we always talk about how do we approach the topics that mm-hmm. we want to discuss. And I usually come from a place of sort of talking about my personal experience growing up as a child and... And what impact that has on how I help my children in whatever area we're discussing, you know, whether it's developmental for them or we talked about learning new things recently or anything like that. Um, And in this regard, you know, I try to try to help them generate friendships and maintain friendships. And so I thought back about (laughs) how did I make my friends, you know, when I was growing up. And what I remembered was that when I was quite young with the exception of yourself Mm -hmm. um a lot of my friends were siblings of my brother's friends oh i have an older brother yeah which is totally different to me since i didn't have that. no you were the oldest so you didn't have so a lot of my friends from childhood the the people that i was connected with that we knew from elementary school the ones that i started out close to right were ones who were younger siblings of my brother's friends makes sense um and and some of those were or or some of my other friends were were people who were children of my mother's friends that's what mine is so the people that i my mom was talking because you know the world is in shambles right now and we were saying are they going to, the kids going to be able to trick or treat and whether we can or can't, whatever. When we were kids, my mom used to have a Halloween breakfast. I remember the Halloween parties. Yeah. So what it first started out as was literally all just my mom's friends, kids, mm-hmm. like when we were little before we like started school and activities and stuff. And my mom has like two very close best friends and they both had kids And then there were a couple other, you know, friends of theirs that had kids. And that was by default, like, our friends. Uh And I'm not particularly close with them now. But we always, like, were friends growing up because our parents got together. We would go on family vacations together. We weren't really family. But, you know, like, and so we would spend vacations and holidays and everything. And so by default, that's were some of my first friends. And that's totally what I've subjected my kids to. Right? (laughs) I was going to say, it's funny because not until this moment when both of us mentioned our, like, parents' connection to our friends, did I realize that the the people that my kids are maybe the closest to are my friends' children. right? Yeah. And I'll be completely honest and say that that is probably very from a very selfish place in the sense that... If I enjoy spending time with you, (laughs) which obviously I enjoy spending time with you, um, my kids are going to hang out with your kids because 
Because we're going to I know I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> right. And I don't really... My kids are getting older, and, and this isn't really what we're going to talk about, but we're reaching <laughs> the point where we could potentially... You could drop your kid off sure, to play sure. at his friend's house yeah. um, and go home and... Yeah, and do whatever. Come and get him three hours But up hours until later. now, it's been, if my kid's going to hang out, I am that. also going to hang out. Yeah, so, so you're going to be there for that. Yeah. So as a result, I tend to gravitate... <laughs> Towards spending those (laughs) lengths of time with people you actually want. Parents I enjoy. And Mm -hmm. I think that you can go through the history of some of my kids' friends and you might discover that the ones that we've kind of like lost touch with Mm -hmm. might have had something to do with the parent. And I know this is going to kind of bring me into the Mm -hmm. next part of the conversation about my kids making friends and maintaining friendships. Mm -hmm. One obstacle that I think we've even touched on before is that when you come across a parent who doesn't really communicate, yes. it's really hard for you to keep making as much effort as possible to kind of unite your children mm-hmm. every once in a while or whatever. Right. Uh, when you're kind of dealing with somebody that's not really kind Responsive. of meeting you in the middle on yeah. that, you know, I have been pretty lucky. I don't have I don't have a lot of experiences with my kids where they'll be like, "Oh, can you?" call or text so-and-so's mom so that we can play later Mm -hmm. and i get like literally nothing Nothing. where they completely flake out and they're just disappear right um i have had occasions where that's happened but more often what's happened is it's just sorry we can't today or we're busy today Mm -hmm. or we've got this or we're hanging out with someone else or whatever they have uh, other obligations but yeah Mm -hmm. so we haven't had a lot of that but i will say that the parents that I haven't connected with Mm -hmm. are the ones where my kids don't really build as much of a connection with their child. And then this bridges over into the school experience Mm. is that, you know, my son, my older son, the nine-year-old, whenever he has a birthday party, Mm -hmm. um, we invite all the kids in the class. We make that decision. We're like, you know what? It's everybody or nobody. So we'll invite everybody. And if they come, they come. If they don't, they don't. If they RSVP, they are SVP. Yeah. I've had kids show up randomly mm-hmm. to birthdays where we've had to make give account. I've had kids not show up that said they were coming. So yeah. it's, you know, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But there are kids that are invited to the party that I'll kind of like go out of my way to go to the parent and say, hey, you know, we would love for little Johnny to be at this party. Sure. Um, and I've been met occasionally with like resistance from the parent. Mm to like give me their cell phone number oh interesting yeah i, I don't know i haven't really am i had, creepy i don't i mean I, I don't know i feel like i, I have a predisposed so. uh, opinion of you since we've known each other for you know 30 years my guess would be that but, you don't think i'm creepy because no, i don't not. think that we would be hanging out in your basement right now if you no did. no with a jackalope uh, with the jackalope we should that should be like our mascot or something i put it in the picture so it'll it's gonna keep (laughs) turning up i think we should make it like a fun little game oh like a where's waldo but where's jackalope where's jackalope i like maybe we'll put him in like a seat next time or we'll like (laughs) put him behind the microphone or i like to move him around hang him on the wall in a spot i um yeah you know my my oldest doesn't you know he's autistic he doesn't really talk he does he has a hard time relating to other kids uh in general i mean he um will play somewhat with his brother and sister but otherwise not so much but um the twins are six now so we're kind of just getting at the point where they're really wanting to like invite people over and play with friends and you know last year they we did have a big birthday party for them and invited everyone from their class 
Um, that was preschool, though, at the time. And right. then my oldest, we invited everyone from his special ed class, too. And they actually, a couple of them came, um, which was nice. And a handful of kids from the twins class came. And luckily, they were in the same class. Now they're in different classes, which means we would have to invite, like, I don't know, 60 people or something, which Oof. sounds insane to me. Um, not to mention my friends and their kids of course but i (laughs) no one was object to giving me their phone number a couple people literally like these kids were five at the time mind you can i just drop my kid off and come back in three hours we've talked about this before yeah i mean sure but you've never met me right how do you know this isn't like a child sacrifice literally (laughs) no idea who i am you've never met me and you're going to drop your kid. I mean, fine. Like, I, that's fine. If you're comfortable with that, I'm, I'm not a serial killer. But you don't know that. Like, right. You don't know so, that yet. You haven't yeah, dropped right? your kid off for the, sac- the birthday party. <laughs> the sa- yeah. So it was interesting, which was fine. It turned out fine. The kids had a lot of fun. I mean, um, but it was definitely, definitely interesting. And others, definitely, I would say the majority, though, um, the parents wound up staying, which was kind of nice. And there were definitely some parents that, um, you know, I clicked with, but their preschool doesn't roll into their elementary school. So most of the people that they went to preschool with, they are not going to, they did not continue on with. So we had the same. We're kind of starting over. Yeah. And so like. None of the preschool for yeah, either of my kids. Right. Went to the to same. To the next school. And yeah. it's because I live in a relatively large town mm-hmm. for a suburb of Chicago. Sure. And we have maybe eight to 10 elementary schools yeah, in my we had town. 427 kindergartners. Yeah. So like, so as yeah. a result, when your kid goes to a preschool that has 20 kids in it, yeah. there's a very small chance that one of them is going we'll to your elementary on. school to begin with. And, and when my son was four going mm-hmm. to be going to kindergarten when he turned five, there wasn't, anybody and the same with my second child it just yeah it didn't it didn't work out either way i don't so we're kind of starting over and there were some people so our district puts all the kindergartners in one building even if they're then going to go one through four in other buildings so there were a couple people that like you know we got numbers for and we're going to like have play dates with and then covid so then we didn't really and now they're back to school and i say that with hyphen or air you know quotes because they're doing it from the playroom in the dining room because we're remote schooling so they're not really making friends per se so that's the other thing i was gonna kind of bring up is that we're kind of it's almost difficult to talk about this topic right now because um and not to say that we don't have relevant things to talk about Mm -hmm. obviously our kids have already had making friend experiences and have had play time with other children that we didn't introduce them to mm-hmm. and that stuff um but right now building and maintaining friendships is almost impossible yes. and yes. i when i was taking some notes about what i wanted to talk about in this episode i wrote that down that you know it's almost impossible for my kids to build and maintain friendships right now and it made me realize that as an adult we're really in the same boat we're totally like, in the same boat yeah my friends are I still talk to them, but not really seeing people. Even if if you've began to kind of start to see your friends again now or or whatever your choice Mm -hmm. has been, like there was a period where you were kind of just completely cut off. Oh, for sure. And... Um, and it was really, it was really on you as the individual to kind of like push as hard as you could. And I know 
personally, I tried to push mm-hmm. as hard as I could with as many of my friends as I could sure. because I knew that if I didn't and their lives had gotten chaotic, I took it upon myself, it basically, is where I'm going with that. Yeah, is that that's fair. I wanted, I didn't want to lose everyone in yeah. this mess um, that we're all trying to, you know, I mean, most people will tell you that they've never felt as alone as they feel Which during this whole experience. Fair. Yeah. And and I can I can relate to that and I think that as a result I've compensated by trying, trying as much as possible as much as to at least mm-hmm. get in touch. I've called friends that I haven't called in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um just because I'm like, man, I need to talk to some I need yeah. to talk to a person. I need to talk to somebody that I haven't talked to in a while because I'm not going to see that person yeah. for Who knows the foreseeable future. Yeah. And until that changes, I need to kind of like reignite what I can with That's my fair. existing friendships. Yeah. You know, I mean, friends are really important. I think, you know, you have your immediate family and whatnot, but friendships like keep you grounded. There's someone, sometimes it's nice to have someone outside of your immediate family, outside of the situation you're in, to talk to or to walk through something or it's just nice to kind of have someone who's not involved in whatever you're going through as a sounding board too, you know, and there's lots of times that that's a great resource to have, especially at a time where you feel isolated and frustrated and stressed out and alone. I mean, literally physically alone many days, like besides just the children, right? you know, so not even metaphorically, like actually alone. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, they're with the kids really during the last few months, the only people they really have seen are my friends' kids. Right. Because we haven't... Most other parents, if you're not close with, they haven't really reached out. Or people are somewhat, you know, hesitant to get together with not straight, like acquaintances. But, you know, like people that I'm close with, like you and, you know, two of my other best friends. And they all have kids. Like, they're really the only kids that my kids have seen lately. Other than that, it hasn't been many. Well, and I think we've talked about this, you and I, but I know I've talked to my family about this a little bit, is that we're reaching a point with our children where I realize that we have to make responsible, safe choices for ourselves and Mm -hmm. our children. And we're we're in a point in time where that maybe is more critical than it has been at other times where you're you're protecting your family Mm -hmm. and um but the balance to that is that if you isolate your kids 100 percent from everyone but yourself Mm, yeah they will suffer emotional damage i'm not a social worker i'm not a psychologist but i can tell you from my experience with my kids over the last six months that if I kept them away from everybody for much longer than I did... It wouldn't be good for them. They would yeah. be suffering. Yeah. And that suffering would go on well, beyond however long this may last. For sure. Well, there's studies, literally studies, socio, you know, studies, psychological, socio, um, you know, sociological studies about kids. The younger they are, the longer that they are not in a social structured environment... The longer it takes to get back to a normal and regain the things that they lost. Like if you're if you're quarantined for six months, it's going to take them a year to get back to where they were in terms of understanding social norms, yeah. societal cues, having that, you know, emotional balance and social, you know, 
and there's literally been studies, the longer you go without that, the longer it takes to get back to a normal, per se, if you ever can. Right. And so literally not being back to school is a detriment to like my, all of the kids, especially at the elementary age. But if you don't have that, then you at least need to have some sort of social interaction yeah. with other kids of similar ages. Yeah. So it's, Absolutely. it's just really important. And I mean, I get that too. Like even as an adult going months without seeing friends, was you know really hard and a detriment probably to our psychological well-being uh, and our mental health. Did you health. drink more during yeah, that time? Yeah, for more? sure. I did. Like, like yeah. I started drinking scotch. If you recall, yeah, I do recall. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's friends that, um, you know, I've definitely tried to to maintain, but it's been so hectic just in life. But even still, it's like you have to at least just be like, "Hey, how are you? We haven't talked." You know, yeah. I hope everything's okay. Just checking in. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you're like, I know we're not going to get to hang out soon or whatever, but I hope everything's going well. I'm here if you need me type yeah. thing. And obviously that's a lot easier as an adult who have a phone who can do that well, sure. than our children. But there's like, there was one um, mom that um, uh, text me towards the end of the summer-ish and was like, hey, I realize I have your number. I don't know this one. I've never met her in my life. But her kid was in my twin son's class and was like, does he have Facebook Messenger, kids Messenger? Can I give you my son's number, you know, whatever code so they can just chat once in a while? Like oh, even man. just that. That's great. You know, and I mean, even our kids, like I look at their tablets and I'm like, apparently you sent random pictures, to, you know, your two yes, kids. I'm like, I know. They, girl, little girl, what are you sending? They mention randomly <laughs> right? that to me. They'll be like, oh, I talked to yeah, exactly. Lauren's twin girl earlier today <laughs> and we were talking about vampires. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, you did? That's weird. And he's but like, whatever. yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we can control who they talk to, and I'm comfortable with them all chatting. But that's also great, too, because, like, we're friends. We're comfortable with them talking. They've gotten to know each other purely because we're friends. They would have never, yes, by any of course, means, yes. They have other. no other no. Uh, overlap. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, they all get along, which is so yes. incredibly nice. It is nice. Like, it is nice. They can play together, and it's fine, and it's great, and we don't yeah. have to worry about them. I agree. Well, and, you know, you mentioned the Messenger Kids app, and, like, so my kids are pretty addicted to their tablets. Mm. I'll be honest. It's, uh, yeah, it's something it. that has really... In the scheme of things, if I had to list one thing that I've kind of just allowed almost too much, it yeah. would probably be the tablet. And um, and it's it's because I don't want to take the tablet away and deny my kids the opportunity to socialize. Yeah, no. And this is all they have. I mean, yeah, when while, I have yeah. to punish my son because he did something wrong, if I take his tablet away from him, I know it's a punishment. Yeah. I know, you know, and it yeah. could be whatever he did wrong could be related to using the sure, tablet. Sure. He could have ignored me when I was yeah. trying to get him to do something or something happened and he wasn't listening or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could take the tablet away. And I have done that. Oh, yeah. Um, and before it. all yeah. this, it was a very natural thing to do was to take something away that that they yeah. were enjoying, um, like video games or the tablet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's been very difficult for me because I know that if I take his tablet away from him for two, three, four days a week, sure. whatever Depending the timeline what, yeah. is, whatever the, whatever the crime well, yes. was, yeah. <laughs> um, 
that I'm not just taking away the ability for him to play some lame app. Whatever game he wants. I'm yeah. taking away his opportunity to connect with his friends and his cousins and his, yeah. you know, he's, my older son is nine and he's been connecting with my cousin's son who is also nine. Oh, yeah. Um, and they are they were born very close mm-hmm. to the same time and he lives in Hawaii right and there's they wouldn't talk otherwise they would not ne- and they've yeah. only really cro- crossed paths a handful of times in their lives but they do know each other mm-hmm. and they've gotten close and i want him to have the opportunity yeah, have to spend time with this family member and if i take the tablet away really you know, he has no other opportunity yeah and we spend plenty of days not on the tablet and anytime i say to my kids hey take a break let's go swim in the pool or hey let's go to lauren's house and hang out with the kids there or let's go see your cousins or that they'll drop it immediately and they'll go do the thing Mm -hmm. i want them to do and uh, and for me no matter how much time they spend on the tablet Mm -hmm. if they still choose interacting with other human beings over being on it I'm comfortable. That's fair. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I We often just say, okay, you've had enough tablets today. You've had enough screen time in general today. Often when we turn off the tablets, we turn off the TVs. Right. Because yeah. my oldest often doesn't like the same shows that the other ones do. Or um, he fixates on certain parts of a movie so he'll watch it over and over and over again so he'll do it on his tablet so often in our house we say all right just no screen time and so we'll turn them off but they never object especially the twins they're just like okay and they just move on with their lives my oldest i feel like is more attached to it but it's also he just gets more fixated on things in general part of that's the autism part of it's just you know that it's just how he is so i think that and also he doesn't necessarily understand why i'm taking it away because he didn't do anything wrong we just need to break and i think the comprehension isn't there sure but also he like yells for a minute and then he moves on and goes and plays with dinosaurs or goes outside especially right now it's like go jump on the trampoline go do something go play in the backyard go do whatever do something else right and so as long as they're you know quick to say okay that's fine and they're not you know arguing or giving me an attitude about it or whatever else then you know, again, I agree. I'm comfortable with the amount of time. Part of the problem right now is I think they're actually getting burnt out on screen time because they're doing all of the remote learning. So they're staring at a computer all day long. So I think that's actually wanting them to not have their tablets as much, which is what is, is at this point, which is kind of sad because they aren't wanting to socialize on their tablets. They aren't getting to socialize at school. You know, I feel like this is going to be a challenge for me to get them some additional interaction because you're literally sitting in front of a computer screen with headphones on all day long. Like, I, I need to figure out something of how what how to get these I, kids right? out there doing something, meeting people. Like, it's, it's definitely a challenge. And the twins think everyone is their friend. Like, they literally like talk to everyone want to be friends with everyone like we're actually in the opposite end of like they make friends fine but there's some people that like i don't want you to make friends with not don't but like there's some kids that are mean and my son's like oh well you know maybe maybe he was just he he'll make excuses for people and i'm like we had to have the talk like sometimes people are just mean 
Like sometimes people aren't worth making friends with. Sometimes yeah. they're just not good people. And it's unfortunate that you're six. I have to have this conversation with you. But, um, you know, it's almost like, and I'm sure my parents wanted me to pick good friends too. But it's like hard at that age for you to teach them like who is worth being friends with. Because my kids think everyone is worth being yeah. friends with. Um, so that's kind of where we're at in the making friends realm of things and let's make good friends. Yeah. Um, but you know, how do you teach a six year old who's a good friend and who's not? (laughs) I was going to say when it comes to making friends, I was always pretty shy. Um, but my kids both seem pretty comfortable Mm -hmm. putting themselves out there. Yeah. Um, my six-year-old seems to be a bit more particular about how, <laughs> who he basically kind of allows to be his friend. Uh, I don't want to put it that way, like he is like turning people away. No, no, no. But yeah. he will, like, I'll be like, oh, how's so-and-so from class? And yeah. he'll be like, oh, I don't really play with him that much. And I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. that's cool, whatever. Yeah. And and he just kind of has his little, fine. he's yeah, he kind of made these clip. choices. Yeah. Um, my older son... Uh, you meant you just said the word click he's more kind of in that boat where he mm. has kind of a group of friends okay. um and they're all this big this group of boys okay. um and they kind of seem to band together mm-hmm. in class and in recess and after school and things like that yeah um and it isn't to say that he isn't friendly with other, other kids people, yeah. but for the most part it's kind of just this little group, group of boys um it's funny because there's this girl who lives in our neighborhood a few houses down, and coincidentally, we've trick-or-treated with her yeah. like every year since we've <laughs> gone trick-or-treating. She yeah. just happens, happens to, to be stroll there. up yeah. next to us, and we all go together, yeah. and it's really nice. It's really nice, and she's the sweetest, nicest little girl. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'm like, hey, why don't you just play with her yeah, at recess? Yeah. And he's just like... Oh, I don't know. I just, you know, like playing with my Whatever boy friends, yeah. group friends. And I'm just like, okay, that's fine. And then one day he comes home and it's got this note and it's from the little girl. And it says like the sweetest compliment in the world. It was hmm. just like, I really appreciate when you help me with our math work. Aww. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, that is so sweet. Yeah. And it made me realize that even though he doesn't, connect with everybody sure maybe outside of like the His classroom group, yeah. that he's kind and friendly to everyone and i think that's great that and i think great. he is i think he yeah. is kind and friendly to everyone and i think that like your boy twin you know there was a downside to that <laughs> and i think my my nine-year-old has probably had some of that experience there have definitely been kids that he's come across where i've wanted to be like well sweetie yeah. that little boy's a jerk yeah we're not gonna be friends <laughs> with them yeah, no, I definitely. I think uh, I think my twins will learn that. Obviously, they're only six, so they'll they'll get they'll get it as they get older. Um, and you know, again, it's a weird time right now. They haven't really they haven't really built their group of friends. You know, now right. is really the time when I think that they would start because they're in school with people that they'll be in school with for the next few years. Yeah, no, so, I agree. Like first I mean, grade, they're kind of like this is when. You would do that, and unfortunately, they're not in person. They're not meeting I mean, people. So yeah, I think we're, we're that's when delayed. my nine-year-old yeah. really. I mean, kindergarten is sort of the introduction to school, Just, and yeah. not to say that you don't stay friends with the kids from kindergarten. But honestly, the kids that my nine-year-old was friends with in kindergarten, 
not that many of them is he still the closest mm-hmm. to. I mean, there's one from the boy group. Sure. There's one. Yeah. Um, really, it kind of boiled down to kind of who ended up in his class. Yes. Yeah. And the funny thing about his school, and I don't know if this is true everywhere, is that so when he was in kindergarten, obviously the teachers, they don't really have any experiences to base, you know, how they split up all the kids. Mm-hmm. And his class was like insane. The kids were all just like crazy, (laughs) off the wall, wall, nuts. His kindergarten teacher, when I went to see her for my six-year-old last year, she was taught, I said, how's the vibe in the class? It was like the curriculum nights and Uh been about two weeks in. And I was like, how's the vibe in the class? It's always the question I ask at curriculum night. You know, what's the vibe here? Is my kids going to learn anything? Is there too many distractions? Yeah. and she was like, oh, this class seems really good, and I'm really happy with it, and I feel really optimistic. And then she goes, you know, there was a couple years ago where I had this class, and it was just a total disaster. And, and you're like, crazy. Yep. And I was like, was that my son's class? And she was just like, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, yeah. So as a result, <laughs> my son has not been with the same not group. that many of yeah, those sure, kids sure, from sure. the kindergarten class because... They've started to spread them all around. (laughs) And now I will say this. I don't believe that my son was part of the like insanity, but he is a bit of a follower. So I imagine if he was around a a group of kids who were like, let's burn the drapes, he would be like, I found this lighter. (laughs) And they would all be like, yeah, thanks, man. And you know, he wouldn't actually burn the drapes, but he would be like involved. Yeah, no, fair, fair. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm optimistic that the children will continue to make friends as they get a little bit older and things get back to normal. And if not, I mean, your youngest invited my daughter over to see his bunk bed. So you oh know, there's yes, that. I remember that. <laughs> that was awesome. I got we got to tell that story. We can't just leave it there. So Lauren and I took our kids to see uh, How to Train Your Dragon Three. Yes, yes. And we went to this theater that's kind of between where we both live. Mm-hmm. And I'll preface this by saying, I don't know how often you go to that theater, but it's the one that we've regularly I gone lo- to. I love it because it's, it's empty. dead there. There's never anyone <laughs> it's fantastic. there. I would go there tomorrow night and comfortably see oh, a movie sure. because no one will be there. No, no one was there before. We went and saw all the Marvel movies on opening night and had no issue. You just no walked issue. in and bought tickets. Yeah, crazy. There was nothing. You yeah, didn't have to it's try. It's fantastic. Love so, that theater. Love that theater. Yeah. If anything happens to that theater, my heart will break. <sighs> Agreed. Yeah. So we go to see How to Train Your Dragon 3. It was the busiest I have ever seen. The theater was packed. It was like the 9.30 a.m. movie on a Saturday. And we're sitting there. And Lauren's little girl and my six-year-old, then five? Yeah, it was about five, yeah. Then five-year-olds. They're the same age. They're sitting next to each other in the theater. And Lauren and I are on the The opposite sides of them. And my little one leans over and he's just like, hey. And she's like, yeah? And he is like do you want to come see my bunk bed? And Lauren and I look at each other and I just go, that was a good pickup It was, right? (laughs) That was pretty good. I got to admit. And she was just like, maybe. (laughs) She also responded to it perfectly. right? It was like... (laughs) It was the best five-year-old interaction ever. (laughs) Yeah, that that always will entertain me. All right, so let's continue drinking Let's drink some more. I'd like some KBS, please. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of KBS. Uh, For people who've never had it, 
Um, they've been making this beer for oh, a while now. I'm sure Lauren's going to give more of a history. You said you said how uh, long ago they 2002 started. 2002 was the first year that they debuted it in draft. So, I mean, it's 2020. So, 18 years of at least making it. Oh, I will say that last year they did announce, whether it's true or not, since restructuring and whatnot, that it was the last year, this is the last year they planned to make CBS. Ah. So... Which is a different yes. beer. Um, <laughs> Breakfast stout. So this is an imperial yeah. stout that's um, aged oh, wow. in Smell. bourbon, bourbon barrels. barrels. Yes. Um, every year that I have had this beer, it has something else has been kind of the highlight of it. Mm, you know, okay. something has come through, which I think some people in the craft beer world might consider a negative because you want your beer to be consistent. consistent you want yeah. it to always be the same because they've made KBS for several Quite years year, now yeah. you kind of want it to always taste the same i thought this current year that we're about to drink was very chocolate forward mm, okay. and i loved that about that um yours is we've you've had this beer for a while mm-hmm. and i haven't had a kbs in a while so i'm really excited to try this mm. i get the coffee yeah I think that the chocolate has kind of lessened. um, Yeah. You know, which does happen with beers. Some of those adjuncts really do taper off the longer Mm -hmm. you have something. Uh, KBS has been around for a while since it came out. Um, I am one of the small selections of people that don't really keep a lot of beer for Mm -hmm. very long. I get why people store barrel-aged beer. And I know that, like, Bourbon County, for example... Mm -hmm. It basically says on the bottle, you know, best drank within five years yes. or something like yeah. that. I think we talked about mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, I really like to, when I buy bourbon barrel aged beers or barrel aged beers of any kind, sure. I really like to buy two bottles. And one I, to drink now, one, one to drink to later. One to drink now <laughs> and one to drink later. Or sometimes I drink one to drink now and one to share, share. later. That's fair. Because yeah. um, my opinion is, whether I love it or I hate it, I'm going to share it with somebody. Yeah. And so I hold on to one. Plus, if I didn't enjoy it, maybe if it sits for a while, might. I might enjoy it more. And that has certainly happened. Oh, that's definitely happened. There's a handful. Um, we talked about Kitty Wampus the other day mm-hmm. that we recently had that I liked a lot when it aged a little bit. Yeah. No, you're that right. Kitty Wampus tasted really, really good. Yeah. Um, can we go an episode without giving Ricky I know, a shout sorry. out? <laughs> Ricky gets a lot of love. Yeah, well, you know. That's fair. Um, you know, he I deserves get, it. This is true. I get um there's chocolate in it, but I feel like the longer it ages in the mix with the coffee, it becomes much like a bitter kind of chocolate taste to it okay um so there's chocolate but it's almost like a dark chocolate taste to me yeah Um, i do still get the hint of chocolate it's definitely not what i remember yeah when you first several months ago when i had it um but i definitely still have that it's still definitely in there Mm -hmm. um but you're right. It does seem to be a bit more of the coffee. You get a little bit of that barrel flavor. Although one of my favorite things about KBS is that the barrel flavor isn't too overwhelming. It's not. I think you get it in the smell. A yeah, little. I was going to say that too. Is that I definitely get it. get it from the smell. When I smelled it before I mm-hmm. took a drink, I was kind of like, oof, 
I don't know. This thing might knock me over a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you get the bourbon, uh, the bourbon but aroma it's, to it. But it's a good, it's, you know, it's a good mix. Um, it's not my favorite bourbon barrel age, but, you know, it's such the hype I to mean, make bourbon barrel age. What's your right favorite now? bourbon barrel age I don't know. Beer, That's Lauren. the problem. I feel like I need to uh, reevaluate some of the ones. We've had so many. Yeah, like, right? it's it's a thing and now struggle i feel like it's gonna be fall and now i can drink more of them too i feel like i was drinking a lot of ipas in the summer months oh well it is almost stout season right Right after Oktoberfest, we can start on stout season. so maybe maybe we'll have to do another pull of that first we got to do our outdoor drinking pull um yes don't worry i haven't forgotten that and then maybe we should do some uh as time goes on, some what's your favorite barrel aged to get some some suggestions. But this is solid. I mean, it's still good. It's um, not too overwhelming. You still pick up a little bit of the chocolate, a lot of the coffee, um, and you definitely smell the bourbon. I keep smelling it. I get a little bit in the aftertaste, too, the bourbon. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what lingers for me is just a little bit of the coffee and a little bit of the bourbon is kind of the aftertaste that I yeah. get from it. Nope, it's so. it's it's still a, a solid stout, I think. So yeah, no, nope. glad we had a nice combo. This has yeah. been a good one. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, you know, don't forget we're parenting by the pint, and you can find us by that name on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah. And find us on your favorite podcasting app, and be sure to like. Rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> like, I'm sure you like us. You're already listening. To, this is 48 <laughs> minutes in. Rate, review, subscribe. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Why can't I ever get the like intro or the closing right without screwing up something? I, don't <laughs> I just. Right. It's what am I even? Why are you still more. letting me do them? Eh, you know, I like to watch. <laughs> I know. The, the, why the should train you do rack? all the work? There why do go. I? Yeah, that's what you should have said. Why do I have to do everything? <laughs> yeah, I'll remember that for next time. All right, take care, everyone. Yep, Catch take you next it time. Easy. Bye.